Hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Experience. This is episode 99. For those of you that were paying attention on the last um, Brian Hornback Experience, I said 97. Actually, 97. Uh, actually, that last one was 98. It's corrected, but uh, on actually on the voice, my voice, still said 97. Hey, we make mistakes, right? Anyway, now we're going to talk about the Knox County uh, federal and state primaries that happened on August the 4th. Um, Billy, uh, governor of Tennessee, uh, was unopposed in the Republican primary, uh, and he got 28,774 votes uh, within Knox County. Again, this is only within Knox County. Um, Tim Burchett, uh, the, uh, Billy is the, the governor. Um, there's a little bit of an, un I've not looked yet to see what the undervote is on Bill Lee, but, um, there was some controversy with, um, Larry Arne, who's the president of Hillsdale College, and some disparaging remarks that Larry Arne made, uh, regarding teachers, and in particular teachers in Tennessee. Uh, and so I, I, I know that there are some who told me that they either did a write-in or they, uh, left it blank. Uh, so there is an undervote there. We'll see that a uh, little bit in uh, Tim Burchett's uh, Knox County numbers. Uh, his Knox County numbers were 29,653. So obviously there's a little bit of uh, some numbers there, some votes there where people left Billy blank or they wrote someone in. Um, so Tim Burchett ga uh, garnering 29,653 votes. Um, now, um, Bill Lee will have an opponent, um, in November and his opponent will be, um, let me look for that. His opponent will be uh, Dr. Martin, Dr. Jason Martin. Um, uh, and Dr. Martin got, uh, there was a total of 21,260 votes cast for the Democrat governor candidates. There were three Democrat governor candidates on the ballot in Knox County. There was Carnita Faye Atwater, Jason Brantley Martin, and uh, J.B. Smiley Jr. out of um, Memphis, I believe. Uh, so a total of 21,260 votes cast in the Democrat primary for governor. Uh, Jason Martin got uh, 9,912 of those for a total of 46%. Uh, now, so again, we skip down to Tim Burchett. He got 29,653. And Mark Harmon got 19,502. So um, a lot of room for Mark Harmon to have to make up um, if he's going to be competitive in November. Uh, now we go into the state Senate, uh, District 5. That's Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. He represents Loudoun, uh, Anderson, and parts of Knox. This is only the Knox County numbers. Uh, he got uh, 2,944 votes. And his opponent, Earl Segrist, uh, out of Greenback, got 590. So um, Lieutenant Governor got 83% of the Knox County vote. Um, moving now into the uh, what a lot of people thought was going to be a pretty hotly contested um, state Senate race, um, and that was the, um, the race with um, Dr. Richard Briggs and Kent Morrell. Um, it was interesting that... Um, 
in that particular race, um, Richard Briggs uh, got 66.11% of the vote, or 8,574 votes, to Kent Morrell's 4,395 votes, or uh, Kent Morrell's 33.89% of the vote. Um, and so, um, you know, it's um, you're going to hear uh, the name again of... Um, you're going to hear the name of Kent Morrell again here shortly uh, because he was on the ballot twice. And so um, for that reason, um, he'll be he'll be back um, and he'll be in another column. Uh, so that means that Dr. Briggs will now face uh, Brian Langan, uh, L-A-N-G-A-N. Uh, he got 7,390 votes. So again, um, based on the Republican votes that were cast is about 12,969 so a little bit for Mr. Langan to have to bring uh, make up. We move on to the Tennessee State House races in, in, in Knox County. Uh, we start in numerical order. So we start in District 14, uh, Jason Zachary, who is the incumbent state representative, um, got 6,361 votes. He was unopposed in the Republican primary. He now faces a Democrat opponent who was unopposed in the primary, Amanda Collins, who got 3,204 votes. Then we move down to District 15. Uh, that's represented by um, former county commissioner and now finishing his first term, Sam McKenzie. He's a Democrat. Uh, his wife is vice mayor, uh, was vice mayor um, of the city of Knoxville, city council, uh, Sam McKenzie. Um, Sam, uh, the Republican is Pete Drew, who served um, several, many years ago uh, in the state legislature. He was elected as a Democrat he switched the Republican Party during his term uh, when Lamar Alexander was governor, um, and he's ran several times before uh, and uh, has been unsuccessful, but now he's going to be challenging Sam McKenzie. Uh, Mr. Drew got 1,047 of the Republican votes in this predominantly um, Democrat district of District 15, and uh, Sam McKenzie got 3,104 votes. Now, remember, a lot of those votes Again, we're in that, um, a lot of that uh, District 15 is made up of what we called, what we talked about earlier in the general election with uh, the school board District 1, where Dr. John Butler got 70 some percent of the vote. So again, a lot of Democrats were voting. Um, in the general election, uh, you don't have to stay in the column, okay? Um, you, can, you can deviate out if you want to. I don't think a lot of people do, but you can deviate out deviate out. Um, let me make a note here. Then uh, Michelle Carringer uh, was unopposed in the um, in the Republican primary. Uh, she garnered 4,574 votes in her Republican primary, and uh, she has no Democrat opponent. Um, one of the more hotly contested races on the Republican Party was in District 18, and that was between uh, Elaine Davis and City Councilwoman Janet Testerman. Uh, in that race, Elaine Davis garnered 3,528 votes, or 55.88% of the vote, to Janet Testerman's 2,785 votes, or 44.12% of the vote. Again, um, both of these folks, I was asked numerous times about this race, um, and uh, I've worked with Elaine Davis over the last year, uh, as she was vice chair of the Republican Party, and I was um, 
and I, and I was a state executive committee man, had a seat on the county executive committee. Um, I've known Janet Testerman for a very long time. I've known Janet longer than I've known uh, Lane Davis. Uh, Janet uh, ran for county commission uh, and then ran for city council uh, about two years ago. Uh, and um, so, again, I think this really came down to the fact that um, Elaine's people had been working from the time they announced sometime last fall uh, when it was going to be Eddie Manis as their opponent, who is the incumbent. Um, and uh, they never they never skipped a beat when uh, Manis decided at the last minute that he was done. He wasn't going to run again. And then Janet Teshman had to make that decision late, just a couple of days before filing deadline in April, and uh, got in the race. So... Um, that's the way it is. Uh, so Elaine Davis now uh, must face Greg Kaplan, the Democrat candidate for District 18. Greg Kaplan got 3,776 votes. Uh, Elaine Davis, again, getting uh, 3,528 Republican votes. So uh, Elaine Davis has to, she has to convince uh, a lot of those 2,785 that voted for Janet Testerman uh, that she is their candidate. Uh, so that those 2,785 don't, uh, or a majority of those don't jump over to the Democrat side, because again, we're talking about a, a general election in November and not a primary. Dave Wright was unopposed in District 19. He is the state representative. He garnered 4,261 of the Republican votes. He now faces Zeke Steelman, uh, who got 1,447 Democrat votes. But he also faces an independent in Mary Ann Roche. Uh, in District 89, which is out in the uh, Hardin Valley area, uh, State Representative Justin Lafferty garnered 4,353 votes. Uh, and he now faces a Democrat opponent in M.D. Dotson, who got 2,265 votes. And one of the interesting races uh, is our new... Uh, House District in Knox County. That is uh, House District 90. Uh, the Republican was David Posey. Um, and I know David. I've known him for years. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. But anyway, uh, he got 2001 of the Republican primary voters in uh, District 90. District 90 is the new district that uh, when they reapportioned for the 2020 election, it's the new district that they designed from uh, Cedar Bluff East, uh, north of Interstate 40, going up all the way to like East Town Mall, Inskip area, Inskip, uh, Spring Hill, that, that area. It does deviate across Kingston Pike some, particularly in the Dean Hill area. Uh, but David got 2001 of the Republican primary votes. Gloria Johnson, who is the state representative in, um, I want to say District 13, I think I'm right. Anyway, her she got re, her her district got um, redis, redrawn out, and they uh, now so she's moving into District 90, which is a couple streets over. Uh, but she got 3,690 votes. So look for look for that race to be competitive between Johnson and uh, David Posey, uh, and I would look for Elaine Davis and Greg Kaplan to be somewhat. I think I think I think. Um, I think conventional wisdom would say that that would be a, a competitive race. Um, and so we'll see how that shakes out. 
Uh, now, let's talk about the State Executive Committee. I am a member of the State Executive Committee, have been for um, a year now. Today's August the 14th. I was um, put on to the uh, State Executive Committee on August the 14th of 21 to fill the one year, a little more than a year, uh, unexpired term of Matt Coleman. Matt had moved out of Knox County and out of District 6, and, um, and so his position was vacant and so it was filled August 14th of 21 and uh, it was a contested uh, election and I was chosen um, uh, by the by the committee and then I was uh, advanced to the state executive committee and I got a majority of the state executive committee to vote me into that unexpired term I then ran um, uh, and we'll talk about that later but um, I was appointed um, last August. Uh, Randy Pace also sought that position uh, with the State Executive Committee. Uh, they selected me, and so I've served for the last year. Uh, but let's uh, so each State Executive Committee position is by State Senate District. So whoever your State Senator is, you have a committee man and a committee woman for each of those. There are 33 State Senate districts in the state of Tennessee. There's a man and a woman from each State Senate district. That basically makes up the state executive committee. We and there's a Democrat state executive committee and there's a Republican state executive committee, and we are in essence the committee that runs our respective party. Uh, we select the chairman of the party. We select our officers. Uh, we have to decide on. Uh, we, we change the rules if we have to, and we also have to decide on contested uh, primary elections. Uh, but anyway, state executive committee man in this fifth district. This is a four-year term, uh, so it comes up every four years. Uh, so the state executive committee man in District 5, that's Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally's district. Um, the current committee man was Scott Smith. He served for eight years. Uh, he's finishing up his eighth year. Um, so uh, he was challenged by former Knox County Sheriff Tim Hutchison. And uh, Hutchison garnered in Knox County 67.64% of the vote, or 2,306 votes, uh, to Scott's 32.36%, uh, or uh, 1,103 votes. Um, keep in mind that, again, as I mentioned with Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, it covers Loudoun, Anderson, and parts of Knox. Uh, so the percentages were greater. Uh, these are only Knox County numbers. Uh, let's stay in District 5 and talk about uh, the current SEC uh, committee woman is Amy Jones. She served for the last four years. Uh, she was challenged by Anderson County Mayor Terry Frank. And in Knox County, Terry Frank got 53.72% uh, of the vote, or 1,640 votes. And Amy Jones got 46.28% uh, of the vote, or 1,413 votes. Uh, again, three counties, Loudoun, Anderson, Knox. Terry Frank did win that seat. So Terry Frank and Tim Hutchison, the new committee woman and committee man uh, for District 5. Um, then in District 6, um, myself, uh, Sam Maynard, and Randy Pace, three-man race, um, in State Executive Committee 6, which is the district uh, served by um, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Governor, served by uh, State Senator Becky Duncan Massey. It runs from Halls all the way across through uh, Gibbs, Corrington, 
uh, into East Knox County, into South Knox County, and down to uh, Bluegrass. Um, so I say it runs from the Halls community to Hart Road, if you know where Hart Road is off of North Shore. Uh, but uh, myself, Sam Maynard, and Randy Pace, uh, I was uh, I, I, I received 4,917 votes, or 41.81% of the vote. Sam Maynard received 3,881 votes, or 33% of the vote, and then Randy Pace got 2,962 uh, votes, or 25.19%. So there was a margin of victory of 1,036, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Jane Chatterster uh, has served for about the last 12 years on the State Executive Committee, the first eight years in District 6. Last year, uh, she moved and moved into District um, seven. Uh, when she went to pick up her paperwork for District 7, uh, because of redistricting, they told her that her home had moved into the 6th District. Lana Smith, again, uh, was appointed this time last year uh, to fill the, the uh, where Michelle Carringer had gotten um, elected to the State House. She had vacated her SEC seat. Lana beat Elaine Davis in a contested election last year with SEC. Lana chose not to run uh, this year for that position because uh, she and former state representative Eddie Smith have two young children, and uh, obviously those those things um, those activities take precedence. And so, uh, because Jane got moved in the sixth district, um, Lana did not run. Jane ran. Jane ran unopposed, and she got eleven thousand four hundred eighty-eight votes. Uh, so that then takes us into. Um, District 7. Um, yeah. And uh, with the committee men, uh, there were four candidates. Uh, Doc, uh, Leonard Doc Brown, he's a retired ear, nose, and throat doctor. Rob Gray, who's secretary of the Knox County Republican Party. Kent Morrell, who we just talked about, had run against Richard Briggs. And Wayne Sellers, longtime Republican uh, uh, down in the Concord Farragut area, has been president of the Concord Farragut Republican Club for a number of years. Kent Morrell, again, he'd been on the ballot for state senate and SEC. Let me explain that real quick. He had picked up for the SEC because there was a lawsuit challenging the uh, state senate redistricting lines. They extended the deadline for state senate candidates. Kent picked up a petition. By the time he returned his petition for state senate, the withdrawal deadline, which is one week after the filing deadline had already passed, so he could not take his name off the ballot for SEC. So that actually played to his favor because uh, those folks that didn't feel like they could vote for him for state senate, they voted for him for SEC. So uh, he got 5,478 votes, or he got 50.91%. Kind of unprecedented in a four-way race to break 50%, but he did. Uh, Doc Brown came in second with 20. 70% or 2,227 votes. Uh, Rob Gray came in third uh, with 15.21% of the vote or 1,637. And Wayne Sellers came in fourth with the 13.19% or 1,419 votes. Um, so for the State Executive Committee Man District 7, this is Dr. Briggs's district, um, you had Karen Brown who had served for about 12 years. She took the last four years off um, and Janice Cry, who's the treasurer of the Knox County Republican Party. Uh, Karen Brown is the wife of Leonard Doc Brown. 
uh, and who came in second uh, for the committee man in District 7. But Karen Brown did get 59.59% uh, of the vote, or 5,958 votes, to Janice Brown's 40.41%, or 4,041 votes. So that is how the precincts, um, that's precincts, that's how the primaries broke down in Knox County. Uh, so let's review what we're going to be voting on in November. We're going to be voting on Bill Lee and Dr. Jason Martin for governor, Tim Burchett and Mark Harmon for Congress. Um, Randy McNally has no Democrat opponent, so if you live in Randy McNally's district, um, that's a freebie. Uh, Dr. Richard Briggs in District 7 will be facing Brian Langan. Uh, Jason Zachary in State House District 14 will face Amanda Collins. In State House District 15, Pete Drew, the Republican, will be facing the incumbent Democrat, Sam McKenzie. For those of you in State House District 16, Michelle Carringer has no opponent. Um, in um, House District 18, Elaine Davis, the Republican nominee, will face Greg Kaplan, the Democrat. In Tennessee House District 19, um, State Representative Dave Wright will face Democrat Zeke Stillman and Independent Mary Ann Roche. And in uh, District 89 State House, State Representative Justin Lafferty will face Democrat M.D. Dotson. And in Tennessee House District 90, Republican nominee David Posey will face Democrat um, State Representative Gloria Johnson. So again, I think that the two big, I think the two competitive races, first of all, I think the, the District 90 uh, with Gloria Johnson, David Posey, I think is gonna be I think it's gonna be a barn burner. Um, and I think Elaine Davis and Greg Kaplan has the potential to be a bar, uh, barn burner. So again, it's uh, it's up to Elaine and her team to really try to identify who those 2,700 plus people were that voted for Janet Testerman, potentially meet with Janet Testerman um, and try to get Janet's buy-in. Um, the biggest thing about that is that Janet's on the city council, at least for another year and a half. Uh, she's up for election next year in 23, in August and November of 23, so more than a year away. So she's she's been on council now for three years. Uh, and so at some point, uh, the state house and the, and the city council have to work together uh, with legislation. And so uh, it would be advantageous to both those ladies to sit down to communicate. Uh, Lane should, should seek uh, Janet's endorsement and help. Um, clearly, uh, Janet has, she raised more money than Elaine. Money does not buy an election. Uh, money just helps you to put out more mail, put out more signs, have more door knockers, but it doesn't guarantee you a win. Uh, and so um, it's imperative that the two ladies get together and uh, try to help each other um, and ultimately, that's what the Republican Party has got to do. The Republican Party has got to be um, bringing all the different opinions of the party together. And that's one reason that I sought a, a full four-year term on the state executive committee is it's time that we, we quit some of, the, some of the turf battles, some of the personality uh, battles 
Um, and uh, we all work for a greater good, which is the Republican Party, because ultimately what's going to happen is um, the Democrats are going to continue gaining footing and the Republicans are going to start, I mean, the Democrats are going to start winning. Uh, uh, it's a small race here, a small race there, but at the end of the day, as a party, the Republicans got to stick together. Uh, whether we agree with each other on everything or not, uh, we got to stick together. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, 99th episode of the Brian Hornback Experience. Uh, this concludes all of the August 4th, and we will now move on to November. Have a great one.